0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Along the Way podcast. My name is Lydia Kyle. I am so glad that you guys keep coming back week after week to discuss topics of life overcoming triumph and all the things that we learn along the way. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that might be a little bit of a sensitive subject because we are going to be talking about therapy and counseling and why it's okay to get those things. As always, thank you to everybody who hits the subscribe button and thank you for those five-star reviews on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I really appreciate that. If you share on social media, please be sure to tag me. You can find all my handles in the description of this episode. All right, buckle up, you guys. We're talking about therapy. I know there are some of you that are already cringing There are some of you that are already, you know, hooping and hollering because you want to talk about this. We have got all sides of the spectrum, okay, but I think it's an important topic, and it's something that I have had a lot of experience with, short-term, long-term, whether it's counseling, whether it's mentorship, whether it is actual therapy, clinical therapy, I've really had experience with all of it for different seasons of my life, so I'm just going to share with you the different types of counseling and therapy that I've been through, and uh, why it helped, and why I think it's important to address those areas in your life, sometimes with someone who has an unbiased perspective. That's kind of the first thing that I want to touch on is that unbiased perspective. Because to me, I think that's actually probably one of the most beneficial things about seeing a therapist or seeing a counselor. Because we went to premarital counseling before we got married, Kenneth and I did premarital counseling with our pastor and our pastor's wife. We did it all together, uh, before we got married. And then we turned around. I've talked about this on other episodes, but we really struggled early on. And we went back to marriage counseling with the same pastor and his wife. And I'll tell you, I wish that we would have gone to like a licensed marriage counselor or a licensed therapist because, our pastor wasn't necessarily an unbiased opinion. Uh, He loved us both deeply and his wife loved us both deeply and they were very kind and they were very supportive and they helped us through a lot of things. But also I think sometimes maybe they were a little bit too close to the situation to be able to give us really unbiased guidance. Was it helpful to have that relationship with them? Absolutely. But my experience later in life, thinking back to the difference between that scenario... And my experiences with a licensed therapist, licensed counselor, they're very different. And and someone who does this for a living, which pastors do a lot of counseling for a living, but their profession is very uh, wide, right? They have a very large umbrella that covers all the things that they do. Someone who is a professional counselor or therapist or psychologist, they are trained to do that. And I think there is definitely a benefit in seeing someone who can look at these situations clinically and compassionately, but also very unbiasedly. I don't know if unbiasedly is a word, but you know what I mean. So for me personally, my first experience with a psychologist was my senior year of college. And it wasn't necessarily by choice. I wasn't mandated to go, but it was strongly encouraged that I go by multiple people in my life. For those of you who don't know, I was a student athlete in college, so I did have access to a lot of things that I maybe wouldn't have had otherwise. So I had access to um, sports trainers and sports physicians, and the summer prior... To my senior year of college I was in an accident I was in a horse related accident and I had a very serious head injury that was not treated properly it wasn't treated properly by the medical staff that first saw me when it happened and it wasn't treated uh correctly by me after the fact so really I was just one of those head in- injuries that fell through the cracks and and I fell through the cracks in a big way so As my senior year progressed, I really started to disintegrate as a person. I was heavily self-medicating in a lot of different ways, lots of toxic behavior. When I look back at my senior year of college, you know, I did very well in school. I still maintained, you know, the academic standard that I had maintained all four years. But I had worked so hard in the three previous years that I really was able to kind of coast through my senior year and I turned in my thesis and that was pretty much it. You know, I was taking a few last minute classes. I was finishing up a minor in social work, but I wasn't having that heavy course load that I had had the years prior. So some of this toxic behavior, there wasn't necessarily a reflection of it in my academic life. There was a reflection of it in my personal life for sure. And it got to the point where second semester I just fell to pieces. Mentally I just fell to pieces. I could not, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't go do the things that I needed to do. Um, it was the first time probably ever in my life that I didn't hold down a job. I quit my jobs, all of my jobs. Um, I, I wasn't showing up for practice for my sport and I was using the excuse of, "Oh, it's my senior year. I can just I can just screw around, right? But then the people around me were kind of going, mm, this isn't normal." this isn't normal for you, something's wrong. And so finally, um, I think it was actually probably my dad, my mom, maybe some of the medical staff uh, that had access to me and my life uh, at TCU, they essentially said, you know, you did have this head injury. I think we may need to get, you know, some some evaluation done. And that's when I started to see uh, a psychologist on campus. And that was my first experience with someone who had, you know, clinical knowledge about what was going on in my brain. Long story short, I ended up getting on depression and anxiety medication. I'd been on anxiety medication in the past, but this was my first time that I'd ever been on depression medication. I kind of went through my sessions with uh, this person on campus, this doctor on campus, and uh, it was a huge relief to be able to talk to someone not only about what I was feeling emotionally, physically. It was very nice to be able to talk to someone and say, I am well aware that I'm doing these destructive behaviors, but this is why I'm doing them. And have someone look at me from across the room and say, I hear what you're saying, Let's try to figure out a way to stop doing those things so that you don't hurt yourself any further. There was no judgment, there was no condemnation. I could I could literally tell this person everything that was happening in my life without fear of disappointing them, without fear of of being um, ostracized or pushed away. because listen, and this is nothing against family and friends, okay? But family and friends cannot be unbiased towards you. They just can't, you can't necessarily go to your parents and say, Hey, by the way, these are all the toxic things that I'm doing on a daily basis because my, my brain feels broken. Like I feel like a shell of a human being. And so these are the things that I'm doing, um, to make myself feel a little bit better every single day. Like that's going to cause a lot more damage in most cases than it, than it will any healing. And maybe in the long run, you might have some healing and some closure, but I mean, it's going to be kind of catastrophic in the beginning. So being able to go to someone who had this incredibly unbiased perception of what I was going through genuinely helped me overcome it faster. Like just being able to tell someone like, "I, I, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I feel when I wake up in the morning. This is how I deal with that feeling. Good, bad, or otherwise. This is how I deal with that feeling. And and I don't want to feel that way anymore. And have them look at you from across the room and go, I can completely understand why you would be feeling that way. It is normal for you to be feeling that way. But let's find other ways to work through this instead of doing those toxic things that are potentially going to cause you harm. And being able to walk out of that room as a... I don't know how old I was, 22? As a 22-year-old woman going... I feel better just from being able to say what is going on in my brain and have someone help me process that. And yeah, I was struggling with some major chemical imbalances. Like this wasn't this wasn't an emotional uh, catastrophe that had happened in my life. Listen, I'll tell you about the other times that I've gone to see counselors and therapists. And, and there's a lot of things that have been emotional, but this was a true chemical imbalance. I had gotten kicked in the head repeatedly and my brain wasn't working right. And for someone to say, there's nothing wrong with you, we can fix this, it may take a little bit of time, but like, it's not you. You're There's nothing wrong with you. You are not a bad person. You are not a failure. You are not a disappointment. You have a chemical imbalance in your brain and we need to figure out ways to fix that. But we also need to keep you intact while we fix it. That was an incredibly helpful experience for me to understand that sometimes these things, you need a little bit of extra help. To get through them, and that may mean medication, and there is nothing wrong with that. So I did those sessions for pretty much the remainder of my senior year. I was very lucky that it was part of my um, sports scholarships. I was able to do that and and get the medical care that I needed. So that was my first experience. It was it was a physical injury that caused some major disruption in my mental health. And and I will say, if you have had a head injury in the past and it was not properly treated and you're feeling like, I have extreme anxiety, I have incredible mood swings that just feel like whiplash, Um, I have unresolved anger, I have all of these things and you have had an untreated head injury in the past, do some investigation on that with a physician. Uh, Be willing to go see someone a medical professional and say, I had a head injury a decade ago and I struggle daily with anxiety, depression, all of these different things, whatever it is, and find someone who's willing to do some investigation on that for you because I will say there are so many people that I know who have had untreated head injuries who later in life figure out that they, they could have been dealing with that if they had gone to someone and said, I had this head injury, it wasn't treated properly and I'm now struggling with all of these symptoms. If you have children, if they have a head injury, please take it seriously. Please take it seriously. I was an adult when my head injury happened. My parents, I mean, they they could have tied me down to the bed, but like I I was going to do what I was going to do and that's that was my choice as an adult and it was a really stupid choice, but I know for my children, if anything ever happens to them that involves them whacking their head or getting whacked in the head, we're going to be taking it very seriously because of what happened to me and the impact that it had on my life. I already talked about the marriage counseling that Kenneth and I went through. And like I said, and I'll say it again, I think we should have done more in-depth marital counseling. Um, Our premarital counseling was good. It was great. We just struggled so tremendously as individuals, but then also as a married couple when we first got married, I really think that it would have been beneficial for us to go see someone. It just didn't feel like, for some reason, maybe we were young, maybe we were naive, um, maybe we were just not able to you know, use our brains collectively and say, hey, we should probably get some outside help on this. And we had our pastor, and our pastor was great, but I really think we would have benefited if if we had gone to a legitimate licensed marriage counselor. And if I could recommend to someone like not from personal experience, but again, from personal experience, because I wish we would have, if you are struggling in your marriage, don't treat marriage counseling like a last ditch effort like there are so many resources for marriage counseling like if you have a faith if you are a christian there are so many christian marriage, marriage counselors there there are so many options for you if if you if you do not choose to go to a faith-based marriage counselor there are so many options available to you but don't treat it like a last ditch effort like the final straw is marriage counseling, right? Like I would say, especially for newlyweds, if you are in like the first five years of your marriage and you are struggling with things, go talk to someone. Go go talk to someone individually and together because the sooner you deal with those things, the better. I would say the sooner you deal with those things, the better. And I think that goes... For all counseling and all therapy, the sooner you deal with those traumas when you realize that they are traumas, whether it's the way that you're treating each other now or whether it's the baggage that you bring in from your childhood or whatever, the sooner you deal with those traumas, the better because those wounds will fester. And that's something that I think I experienced even from like a, an injury standpoint. When I had my head injury, if it had been treated properly initially, if I had if I had had enough sense, and if the medical professionals who treated me had had enough sense to go, mm, we should probably keep an eye on her mental health and her brain function because this was very serious. I probably would have not spiraled in the way that I spiraled. So when it comes to marriage, when it comes to family, when it comes to those emotional things, when you realize that "Mm, this might be a problem, I think it's best to deal with those things as quickly as possible. Which brings me to my next type of counseling that I did. Um, I'm not going in order, by the way, but when it comes to seeing something as a problem and addressing it as quickly as you can... I actually did counseling and mentorship with a licensed professional, someone who went to school for this, someone who had life experience with this, and this is what they did professionally for my parenting. I was really, really struggling as a mom. I, I, like, I want you to hear that. If you are a mother of children, I was struggling as a mom. I, I, I was not doing a good job. I was not doing a good job and I knew I was not doing a good job. And I think we're very hard on ourselves, right? As moms, like we lay a, we lay in bed at night and look at the ceiling and go, these are all the ways that I messed up today. These are all the ways that I am ruining my children's childhood because I did this or I didn't do that or I was cranky or I, I, whatever. We lay in bed at night and we think about those things, right? So like we're our own worst critics. But like this had gotten to the point where I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like this cannot be the story that is written for my family. Like this is, this cannot be what motherhood is supposed to be because I am falling apart. My kids feel like they're falling apart. This is not healthy. This dynamic is not healthy. So I found someone who, like I said, does this professionally. This is what they're trained to do. They are a licensed professional and she didn't know our family. She had no knowledge of our family. She was completely unbiased. And when I tell you, those 10 weeks were absolutely transformational for our family. I, I even just for me as like a person, I cannot even begin to express how incredible it was to sit down with someone once a week and just work through all of the stuff that was happening in our household. And none of it was like catastrophic, right? There, None of it was catastrophic. There was nothing that was absolutely life-altering that was happening in our household. But to me, it felt like I was being crushed under the weight of motherhood. I was being crushed under the, the pressure to make sure that everybody was seen, everybody was doing well but then at the same time I was not doing well I was not doing well and sitting down with someone once a week who could look at me through the computer screen because we did everything over zoom who could look at me across the computer screen and say it's going to be okay we are going to create strategies here are ways that we can work on those behaviors it's going to be okay I remember the first time that I sat down for my first session with Michelle. By the way, I will put all of Michelle's information in the description of this podcast. So if you would like more information on what she does in her program, it's there for you. But I sat down for my first session with Michelle and it was particularly one child that I was struggling with. And literally just every day felt like a war. Every day felt like a war with this one child and so I was thinking like, oh, well, we're going to show up and we're going to deal with this, with this issue. Um, not that my child was the issue, but just like this dynamic is an issue. I can't do this dynamic. I want to be able to be a good mom, and I want to be able to make sure that my children have a childhood that is not traumatic, but like this dynamic is an issue. And I sat down for that first session, and we started talking And of course, it started out kind of, you know, generic. And, you know, this is why I'm upset. This is why I'm here. This is what the behavior is like. This is why, you know, this is why I'm overwhelmed. This is why I feel like I do. I'm overstimulated. I've got too much on my plate. I'm all of these things, right? And at one point, I broke down. I just absolutely broke down. I can't even remember what we were talking about. And I broke down and I looked at her and I said... I'm just afraid that I'm going to ruin them. I'm afraid that I'm doing this so wrong that I have absolutely no control over any of this and I feel like I'm going to ruin them. And I just broke down. And I went into that first session thinking, I'm just going to have someone tell me how I can fix these behaviors in this one child that I think are the problem. And by the end of that session, it had become abundantly clear to me that the child is being a child. I'm not coping with that very well. For whatever reason, I'm having a very hard time coping with all of the things that are happening around me. So did we address some of the behaviors that the child was having? Yes, was the child a problem? No. The child was just dealing with some emotions that they didn't know how to process. We figured out how to process those. Come to find out later, it has helped me tremendously with my other children. Because guess what? Kids have emotions. And I didn't know how to handle that. I did not, need, I did not even know how to handle my own emotions. Let alone three small children's emotions. Can you imagine what my house is like on a daily basis? I have three children under the age of six it is an emotional roller coaster every single day it's like every single day we wake up and we play on our mood swings it's it's wild okay but i wasn't processing that and i remember michelle during that first session and and the way that she helped me as a mother i i don't think i would have survived um i don't think i would have survived if 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 i hadn't done this and that's not i don't mean in the sense of like my life i just mean me as a as a whole human being. I don't think that my I don't think that my happiness would have survived. I don't think that my ability to see my children for the blessing that they are would have survived. I think I would have just withered away into a bitter, angry, overwhelmed, overstimulated person. But I during that first session, I and I think it was probably one of the most powerful things that Michelle said to me. As she looked at me after i had had that meltdown, and she said, we're, we're going to work through all of this. We're probably going to work on you just as much as we work on the family dynamic, okay? But we're going to work on it. But Lydia, I need you to hear this. There's nothing that's not fixable. Nothing that has happened up until this point cannot be fixed. She said, you are not ruining them. You are not ruining their childhood. You are not a bad mother. It's going to be okay, and nothing is beyond the point of being repaired. Everything can be fixed, and there's nothing wrong with your family. You are in a state of high stress. For those of you who are familiar with our family, this was like after we had just moved, after the wildfires, after all of this trauma. We had had an incident with one of, with actually the child that I was struggling with um, that was very traumatic, and, and it had just all piled on. And I was failing to see all of that. I was so overwhelmed and overstimulated and just, and just feeling like the world was crushing me that I couldn't even see that. I couldn't even see all of the things that were adding up that could have potentially caused all of this disruption in our life. But having someone, this is my point, having someone who has an unbiased perspective on your life, Be able to look at you and say, we're going to get through this and I'm going to help you. You are going to come out on the other side of this. It is not broken beyond repair. You are not broken beyond repair. We are going to come up with solutions so that we can come out on the other side of this better for it. And sometimes people who are super close in your life can't offer that type of unbiased perspective. There is a place for family and friends. Listen, I have friends that I will call and say, this, this I, just, I just need to rant. I just need someone to listen to me. I just, need to have, I just need to have a meltdown, right? Like I just need to get this off my chest. I have friends for that, okay? You have family for that. There are things that I will call and talk to my mom about if I need to talk to, you know, there were, there were times early on in our marriage that that was the only person that I felt like could understand. It was the only person who could give me insight into the situations, right? We have our friends and our family for that. But sometimes there's incredible benefit to having someone who can look at you and say, have you thought about it this way? Or here's something that you can try to overcome what you're walking through right now. You can find people within your faith base. You can find people who are, you know, non-faith n- non based. I don't know what the word is for that right now. My brain's not keeping up with my mouth. Um, but regardless, there's definitely a benefit in doing that. And the parenting counseling that I did was probably one of the most beneficial things that I've done in my adult life. So the last type of counseling that I did, it was really just generic counseling. So so like it wasn't because of one particular thing. I guess if I could say it was because of this, it was because of this feeling of isolation. I felt very isolated by my life. And I will say right now, I think that is absolutely normal for adulthood I think it is absolutely normal to feel isolated. I'm not saying it's a good thing and I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm telling you to get help if you are feeling like you are isolated and you do not have the people around you that can help you feel not isolated, which honestly, arguably, you can feel isolated, surrounded by people who love you. I did. Now that I'm thinking about this critically as it's coming out of my mouth, I had my children and, and they were all in that stage where it was kind of blissful. Like they were so little and so sweet and like, there really weren't any like major uh, like personality things yet. Like they were just like, they were just kind of squishy Um, and they were so cute and so sweet. Um, It was, you know, our marriage was in a good place. Um, I just felt isolated. I was far away from my friends. I was far away from my parents. Uh, I was far away from people in general. Um, having children can be incredibly isolating. Like even if you don't live in the middle of nowhere, we lived in the middle of nowhere at this point. Um, but having children can feel very isolating because it's just literally a chore to like get out of your house. And when you do get out of your house, it's stressful, okay? I never want someone to say to me like, why don't you do something relaxing, like take the kids to the park? There is nothing relaxing about taking my children to the park. I am on like hyper alert stranger danger the entire time trying to keep track of three small humans that are like squirrels on crack cocaine. Like there's nothing relaxing about that. So motherhood is beautiful, but also isolating. And we were also living in a community that felt incredibly isolating. We really did not have people and the people that were there Um, it, it just didn't feel like a safe place, uh, emotionally, it did not feel like a good place to be. And so I was so isolated, even though I was surrounded by, you know, my loving family and, and my wonderful husband, I just felt alone. And I, you know, kind of tapped into my toolbox of things that I have learned along the way. And one of the things that I had learned along the way, even though I hadn't utilized it before was I need someone to talk to. I need to talk to someone. I, ha- I have to talk to someone or I'm going to go crazy. And I got a Christian counselor. It was through uh, just an online uh, kind of they connect you with a Christian counselor. I will try to find the information on this. If I do find it, it will be in the description in the bio. It was very affordable, uh, very attainable for us financially. They also offered um, I, I essentially sponsorship. So if you couldn't afford it, they, there were ways to kind of get around that. And, uh, once again, I've never met this woman before. She knows nothing about my life. And I would just sit down every week and just tell her what was going on. I would tell her the things that were making me sad. I would tell her the things that were making me happy. I would tell her the things that I was struggling with. I would tell her about, you know, well, my husband said this to me and it hurt my feelings and I didn't handle it very well. Or, you know, I feel like my friend's, Um, don't care about my life because they're so far away. They don't understand what I'm doing. I don't like my boss. I feel like the town that we live in uh, is a a snake pit of people who don't actually like us, but pretend like they like us. I feel overwhelmed by being a mom. And, you know, I had a kid puke on me this morning and I smell like throw up and I hate that for me. Like, I just literally, that's what it was. That's what it was like. And there were some days that were were more mundane than others. There were some days where I would sit down and talk to her and the only thing that we would talk about was the things that were going right. But just having someone to say, this is what went really well in the past week. I really enjoyed doing this. or Or I think maybe I made a new friend or whatever. And there were other times where we talked about really heavy stuff. There were times that we talked about you know, huge disappointments, huge disappointments. You know, there was a, um, I'm not going to go into any detail because again, there's certain parts of my life that need to remain private, but um, we had kind of some turmoil uh, in our family and not family members that we were close with, but family members that I wanted to be close with. And and they just, they, they it didn't go well. It didn't go well and it broke my heart. It genuinely broke my heart. I cried for days. And we talked through some heavy stuff of why it hurt me so badly, why it was so important to me, why it mattered. And having someone to just talk to when you are feeling isolated, that can make all the difference in the world. Did that counselor provide me with strategies to work through some of the anxieties that I was feeling or some of the, you know, I mean, even depression. Was she there to help me through some of those things? Yes, absolutely. She gave me a lot of different strategies to walk through kind of the hard stuff. But at the end of the day, that season of feeling isolated, having someone to talk to made all the difference it it really made all the difference because again when i talked to her there was no stigma there was no expectation i didn't have to censor myself because you know there there's this is information that they don't need to know or this is private or this is you know i was talking to someone who i knew i had confidentiality i had their non-disclosure. I knew that this person was unbiased. I knew that this person was not going to judge me. And I knew that this person was not going to be disappointed in me for the way that I was feeling. And during that season of feeling like I, I didn't have the community or even just the person to talk to about those things, that really helped me overcome that isolation, that feeling of isolation. Acknowledging that therapy and counseling is important and, and sometimes vital to our survival here on planet Earth I think is definitely one of the major things that I've learned along the way. I'm not sure where I would be in the world if I hadn't come to terms with the fact that sometimes you need, you need help. You need help in your marriage. You need help with parenting. You need help with your own emotions. You need help getting your brain chemistry figured out. Listen, there is no shame in needing help, whether it's medically, physically, emotionally, spiritually. There is no shame in needing help, and therapy and counseling is a major tool to have in your toolbox. If if you are struggling with any of the different areas that I talked about today, I really recommend that you, you start looking into the option of getting counseling or therapy. It, I think it can be transformational for so many people. There, there are people who I know that are, are different humans after they've gone to therapy. One of my best friends went through one of the most traumatic life experiences that I think an adult woman can go through and it was catastrophic but she started going to therapy really seriously and the person that she is now is i it's like a total eclipse it's like a total eclipse of the person that she was before she's still my best friend she's still someone that i love dearly she's still her but the level of maturity and clarity and healing that came on the other side of that from her being willing to say, I need help. Like this ain't going, good. This, isn't, this isn't good. Like this isn't good. There are certain parts of this that are not salvageable, but like I need help. And the fact that she went and got that help, she still sees her therapist to this day. And I am so proud of her for it because the person that she is because of it, is just like I said it was like a total eclipse i it it's amazing how beneficial it can be to have someone in your life that is unbiased that is a professional and that can help you work through whether it's past trauma, current seasons struggles relationships having that person it can it can be a make it or break it for so many of us so if you feel like there's an area in your life that you could benefit just having someone to talk to and and look at the situations and what you're feeling with a non-critical and unbiased perspective i i encourage you to do it i truly encourage you to do it Thank you again, you guys, for tuning in for another episode of the Along the Way podcast. My name is Lydia Kyle. You can find all of my handles to get in touch with me in the description of this podcast. I love to hear from you guys. I love to know what you're thinking. So if you're sharing this on social media, please be sure to tag me. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button, leave a five-star review. You can do that on both Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It means so much to know that you guys are enjoying these podcasts, and I'll see you back next week.